Welcome to AJHP Voices, now comprising interviews on contemporary pharmacy issues and discussions with AJHP authors. The service was formerly known as AJHP Podcasts. AJHP is the official journal of ASHP. This is William Zelmer, a contributing editor of AJHB, speaking with two of the authors of the paper entitled Incorporating Multiple Mini-Interviews in a Postgraduate Year One Pharmacy Residency Program Selection Process. With me is Dr. Douglas Euler, who is currently PGY2 pharmacy resident at the UK Healthcare System in Lexington, Kentucky. When this paper was written, he was a PGY1 resident. Also with me is Dr. Aaron Cook, who is clinical coordinator, neurosciences, pulmonary critical care, and PGY1 residency director in the Department of Pharmacy, UK Healthcare. Aaron, let's begin our discussion with you. Could you kindly give us a background on the institution and on your PGY1 residency program? Absolutely. The University of Kentucky Healthcare is a tertiary care center for eastern and central Kentucky, and we're a 569-bed hospital. Our residency program is is generally around 20 to 21 residents each year. Our PGY1 program has eight residents currently, and we have a number of different PGY2s, including critical care, cardiology, emergency medicine, pediatrics, and oncology, and the like. So we're a pretty large program. We tend to see approximately 100 to 120 applications each year. We interview quite a few of those, around 30, 35 of those. So it's a big process to interview all those folks. Well, I understand. And the paper reports that there were limitations in your traditional interview process. What were those limitations? Well, we view some of the limitations in the way that we have been interviewing for residents, partly because we would traditionally do sort of the com- the conventional questions that you would ask during an interview. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And, and those kinds of things. And and certainly we know that there are many resident applicants who can sort of predetermine their responses and come in sort of coached and rehearsing those answers a little bit. And so we felt like we weren't getting the real genuine response from applicants to some of those standard questions just because they're so familiar. And so we want to kind of approach it in a different way to maybe get a little bit more insight on the way that our applicants are thinking about things and how they would approach problem solving in a clinical environment. I see. Well, Doug, let me turn to you. Define for us the multiple mini-interview process and discuss how this approach addressed the limitations in your traditional interview process. Sure. Multiple mini-interviews really evolved from OSCEs, which are the objective structured clinical examinations that are done in a number of pharmacy schools and medical schools where student interacts with a standardized patient in a standardized scenario and is observed in that interaction. So multiple mini-interviews kind of evolved from that, ways to assess non-cognitive skills. So things like uh, or pieces of the inf- effective domain uh, and soft skills. And with these, there's no real right or wrong answers. The way that it's set up is there's a number of different rooms that are each designed to assess a specific domain. And those are generally seven to 10 minutes or so. And it's a one-on-one session between the interviewee and the interviewer. Uh, and they're given a scenario and they, and they kind of talk through the scenario and, 
and assess some of the issues. So the way that it addresses those limitations is it gives them new and different questions that they probably haven't seen before. So you can maybe get around some of those rehearsed answers that you may see with some of the standard interview questions. It's also uh, less subjective in that you may uh, avoid some of the predetermined biases on the, on the behalf of the interviewers that some people tend to be maybe more lenient or tougher interviewers as well. So what are the specific domains that you cover? What we did this year, uh, or, or last year rather, is we sent a survey out to all of the residency program directors, the preceptors involved with the residency program, and the current residents, asking them which of a number of different domains they thought were most valuable. Those were things like critical thinking, integrity, motivation to be a pharmacist, self-awareness, communication skills, teamwork, things like that. And because of time limitations and things in the interview day, we took the most popular answers from all of the different individuals and built scenarios around that. Okay. Well, you mentioned scenarios. Can you give an example of a topic or a case that you cover in a typical scenario? Sure. For example, we'll say we're assessing someone's integrity. A scenario could be at the place where you work, everyone has assigned parking spaces, and there's a parking attendant in the garage that kind of monitors everything. And as you're backing out of your parking space, you hit someone else's car. Now, you know whose car that is because everyone has their assigned spaces. The parking attendant saw you. So the question becomes, you know, what do you do? Do you find the person? Do you leave a note? Do you discuss with the attendant? Do you just drive away? There's no right or wrong answers to this, but what we're doing is looking at their responses. Can they identify the issues uh, and can they find an appropriate solution? Mm -hmm. Aaron, let me come back to you. Could you give us an overview of the resident selection process now that you've implemented the multiple mini interviews? And I guess in particular, I'd like to hear you talk a bit about this hybrid model that you discussed in the paper, which mm -hmm. incorporates uh, both traditional interviews and the MMIs. Mm -hmm. Yes, we hybridized the model and incorporated both our traditional interviews and the MMIs, primarily because we didn't want to sort of put a, too much of a shock to the system for our preceptors and, and even the residents who were pretty used to doing things sort of the, the traditional way. We wanted to integrate the MMIs in in such a way that we'd be able to test it to make sure that we thought that it was a viable option moving forward and also give some points of familiarity for, for the preceptors and, the, and our residents who are engaged in the, the interview process. As far as selecting the residents, the MMI scores and, and how they performed in, in the various interviews it was really just continue to be a piece of the puzzle as we had used the traditional interviews in the past, along with their CV and their application and, and all the other application materials. Mm -hmm. Well, Doug, your paper focuses on an assessment of the multiple mini-interview process from two perspectives, the perspective of the residency candidates and the perspective of the interviews. Briefly, what did your assessment show? You're exactly right. We sent a survey out to interviewers and to candidates after their interview day. And these were completely anonymous surveys that were sent out over, or they were electronic surveys and things, and we recorded all the responses. And what we found was that overall, it was very well accepted from everyone's perspective. When we asked specific questions to the candidates, they felt that they were able to represent themselves well in whichever domain was being assessed. They weren't told what domain was being assessed in the interview process, but they were able to kind of figure it out from the questions. They felt they were able to represent themselves well. A specific question that we asked them that we found particularly encouraging was that if they knew a program did this, would that deter them from applying to that program? And, and across the board, everyone said, no, it would not. 
And when we ask questions to the interviewers, uh, we ask them, you know, could the candidates represent themselves well? And could you assess the specific domain that the scenario was designed to do? And everyone said that they could. Again, when we asked, did this get around some of those possibly pre-rehearsed answers to some of the standard interview questions? Everyone felt that it did. And then when we asked the interviewers, would you all do this again? We had 100% response rate from the interviewers, and every one of them said that they would do it again as well. Very good. Well, Aaron, so far you've implemented this process with one cycle of candidate interviews. Are there any refinements you plan to make in the future? Yes, since we've really only done this the one time, there's a number of things that we'd like to try to do a little bit better. I think one thing that we really tried very hard in the beginning to do is to make sure that the questions in the MMI scenarios were solid and were easily interpreted by each applicant and by each interviewer so that everyone was on the same page about what a good response might be and the applicants kind of knew what they were getting into with each scenario and which direction they wanted to go. We do want to look at those questions, make sure that they're testing the domains as well as as possible. If we need to rephrase, reword, revise any of those, that's definitely something that we're thinking about doing. I don't think we've quite made the assessment that we're going to move away from doing traditional interviews at all and going all MMI, but I think after a little bit more experience, that would probably be something that'll be on the table. I see. Well, in drawing our conversation to a close here, I'd like both of you to comment on this point, uh, perhaps starting with you, Aaron. What advice would you have for any other pharmacy residency programs that are considering implementation of this multiple mini-interview process? And in particular, do you think there's a size threshold for a residency program that might dictate whether this approach is practical? Well, to address the second question first, the size threshold For larger programs, it may work very well because in a lot of the literature with medical schools and those sorts of things, they actually use it to really enhance their throughput of interviewees in programs like medical schools that interview 30, 40 people on each day. We're actually doing this with our College of Pharmacy interviews as well, and it seems like it's working pretty well when we have a big batch of people. That being said, these domains and the things that we're looking at in each individual are important for all residency programs. So I think that there really isn't a a residency too small to be able to employ some of these techniques to get at these non-cognitive domains. As far as advice, one of the things that I really try to be considerate about is the impact that it would have on how we interviewed people and the comfort of the preceptors, many of whom have been interviewing residents for 20, 30 years. And in order to sort of be transparent and make sure that they had a good feel for what we were going for and, and that sort of thing, we really tried to incorporate their thoughts and their input on what we were asking about and how we were approaching things as much as possible so that they had buy-in as we kind of changed the way that we were doing things. Sometimes change is hard, and we try to soften Indeed. that as much as we could. And to echo some of those same points, you know, as we were going through this, it worked out very well that we did this with the intent of studying it as we were doing it. And that, that made us go through very systematically and look at, you know, which of these domains do we think are the most appropriate at our institution. So as other programs consider doing that, uh, I would encourage they do the same thing. And then, and then finally, to, to echo Aaron's point, I don't think there's really a size that's too small, but it was a significant time commitment. So We were able to incorporate some of the current residents to help get around a little bit of that time commitment, but it does require adequate personnel. 
And I would also echo, it is very good for large programs. And you can see there's a number of videos and things that you can watch online that, that show these you know, running very efficiently uh, and, and are a very adequate means or, or very good means, rather, to assess specific things in, in a very large group. Well, uh, Doug and Aaron, thank you so much for taking time with me to discuss your AJHP paper. There's certainly a lot of interest these days in expanding residency programs, and I imagine many other programs will be considering use of this technique. It's been a good discussion. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes this interview. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org.